around the nation and around the world. Here's your host, Alexander Garrett. Time we could be walking around a zoo with the sun shining down over me and five years ago, 2014, life uh, changed, and it, it's part of my decade in review. Keep it real with Alexander Garrett, and uh, a couple of anecdotes before I get into my main portion for tonight's podcast. Firstly, Yesterday, something miraculous happened that my sister, Abby, my mom, and my stepfather, Vic, my mom, Lori Sue Brockway, all witnessed. And apparently, according to my dad, it's happened before. If you don't know, I rollerblade around the city on one leg and uh, and crutches. And we were going to new, get a new skate because the one I had a, was wearing away. And there was only one skate. And it was the actual right, correct skate for the right foot. So, this decade, which the rollerblading has been a key part of it, sure, um, just amplified the magic of it God did through that plan of having that box with the one skate in it. And, and it kind of inspired me to tell you a story that Not all has been well on my skate at times. In 2013, I had a very, very bad fall. Ended up with a arm in my in a sling, my arm in a sling, because I was carrying too much. I was rollerblading to the Fitzgerald Gym on the campus of Queens College, and I fell right as I hit this pavement on the street. Uh, right across the street from the dorms, carrying a Coca-Cola, carrying a sandwich of some sort. And yet, I got back up. I may have been off my wheels for a little bit, but the rest of the decade was literally smooth sailing. But I tell that anecdote because I thought um, you should know that maybe you follow me on Instagram at AlexGNYC. Or Twitter, AlexGNYC, or at RealAlexGarrett on Facebook. You should know that, you know, beyond the pictures, there have been some uh, interesting moments where, yeah, because of my rollerblading, my arm was in a sling for a little bit of time. Still graduated on time, recovered, and going strong, but... Five years ago, and and there's this whole debate about when the decade ends. To me, and I'm sure my girlfriend Gabriella would agree, the decade ends and starts, ends at nine and starts at, at the ten multiple of ten. The 2010s end at 2019. The new decade does start with 2020. So I don't know why I was reading an NPR report saying, maybe 2021 is the start of the new decade. No. You start 2020, that's the start of a new decade. The multiple of 10. And, furthermore, 2019 minus 09 is 10. So it equals out. The end of the decade is now. And part of the decade for me was obsessing about, and I know I talked about it before, obsessing about being featured on Humans of New York for this very... 
thing, this very rollerblade, the magic of it. I, I thought Brandon Stanton captured it really well, and I wanted to replay on my Sunday pod my interview with the founder, the creator of Humans of New York. By the way, thanks to Andres for joining me yesterday on the Saturday sit-down. Now another big creator in the big city of New York, Brandon Stanton. I want to revisit you with you that interview on the Sunday pod. And now, well, I guess the time you guys have all been waiting for, huh? Obviously, Humans of New York found me in New York City, and I got a chance to catch up with the man behind Humans of New York. Enjoy. And indeed, we are in New York, and if you haven't seen it already, well, Brendan Stanton was bold enough, I guess, to stop me on my blades, and thanks again for doing that, and let me talk to you about Honey a little bit. What inspired you to get this page up and running? Um, well, I always say that, you know, Humans of New York wasn't really the result of a, a flash of inspiration, but was rather, you know, a hundreds of tiny evolutions that just emerged from a love of photography. I was uh, working in finance in Chicago, and I lost my job, and I decided I was going to, you know, take a few months off and do something that had nothing to do with money. And, you know, I've been photographing for a couple months, and I really enjoyed it. So I said, I'm just going to travel around the United States, and I'm just going to photograph. And in the in the course of that trip, I started to kind of gravitate towards pictures of people and uh, then portraits of people. And I started to think I had something kind of special. So uh, I decided to move to New York and try to make a website where I just photographed people on the street. And then it turned into me not only photographing people on the street, but also interviewing them and kind of learning their story. And uh, obviously, it's very tough to approach a regular New Yorker nowadays because, you know, we're all hustle and bustle. Especially you. <laughs> I had to chase you down. You're extremely fast. <laughs> Thank you. But in all seriousness, when, when you do up to these people, are you... Were you afraid in the beginning, or were you just like, you know, I'm going to do it and see what oh, happens? Oh, no, I was very nervous at the beginning. And that, and it's so funny because, like, there's nothing that encourages somebody to say no to you if you're asking for something than being nervous. So it's just like a complete uh, catch-22. It's like people aren't going to start allowing you to take their picture until you're not nervous anymore, and you're pretty much nervous until you get the hang of it. So. Yeah, the first, the first, you know, thousand people I approached, I would say, even I was very nervous. But it's gotten now to where I probably stopped ten thousand people on the streets of New York, so it's very natural to me now, and I, I can't say I get very nervous anymore. Now you have over eight million people. Do do people when you stop them still say what is Humans of New York, or do you feel like you've been established now? I mean. Some of them do. It's you know, it's 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 happening more and more that you know people recognize humans of New York when I when I take their photo. Um, so I would say you know, I, I would I'd say a good percentage of uh, people have heard of it now, but I would say most of the people I stop still do not know what the blog is. And uh, obviously, photojournalism is really, I think, revolutionizing social media and everything. Talk a little bit about that because this is a great example of photojournalism. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just because of social media, what's happened is that the means of distribution have been really kind of democratized. 
it used to be that if you wanted to have an audience, you had to partner with someone or some company that had the means of distribution to kind of get your work out there, whether that be the New York Times or something big. And basically what social media has done is it has provided the means of distribution to anyone. So anybody with a unique point of view or perspective or a voice can potentially find an audience without having to basically subcontract themselves or come under the employ of a large corporation that has these means of distribution. So, you know, really, Humans of New York is kind of a modern phenomenon. It's something that wasn't even possible even 10 years ago, that some guy with a camera and an idea and a willingness to work hard could develop an audience of 8 million people. That is something that's, you know, kind of a, a mark of the modern age, I would guess. But you did go a little old-fashioned. You actually published a book a few years back, and uh, I guess you published a book, The Humans of New York. Talk a little bit about, about that. You know, we were approaching it. Was, uh, it seems like a few years back. just about a year ago now. Um, and uh, it was, it was, I'd been doing it for about two years, and, you know, it finally got to the point. And even then, you know, I had a pretty big audience, and even then, uh, they, I had a hard time getting a book deal because the conventional wisdom was photography books don't sell. And so, you know, it was very difficult for me to get a book deal, but I finally got one. And, uh, you know, by the time that it came out, my audience was just so great and so supportive that, you know, it, it actually became a number one New York Times bestseller, which was just unheard of for a photography book. So, you know, obviously it was a, a very exciting time in my life, to say the least. Um, and so, yeah, you know, ever ever since then, you know, and, and what the book did is it kind of opened up the work to a new audience because, yeah, there was a huge audience on social media, but there's still a large portion of the country and the world that aren't on social media. And so the book allowed me to kind of share my work with a, a, a wider group of people. Will we be seeing another book pretty soon? Uh, two more books coming out, actually. Um, we have uh, Little Humans, which is a kid's book that is coming out uh, this October. It is done. It is awesome. We're very excited about it. Um, and then the second adult book will be coming out next year. I see you've been all over the place in the last few days. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I'm always uh, – I try to pick a new neighborhood uh, every day, and I try to do about five photos a day. Um, and so, you know, it kind of it, – it's, it's a lot of work, but I just try to get out there every day. Do Honey alumni keep in touch with you? Like, do they – you know, email you once in a while, or do they keep in touch with you? More than emailing, I just run into a lot of the same people. I mean, you got to think, like, you know, I've probably photographed about 10,000 people in New York just by, you know, even though this is a huge place, uh, that's such a large number that just by chance I run into a lot of people I, I photographed before. So, you know, I'm always on the move so much, and I work so hard that, you know, uh, it, it, it's difficult for me to, you know, establish many deep relationships just because of my schedule. But, you know, one thing that is enjoyable, you know, for me is kind of like the street friendships that I've kind of sparked up with people that I see a lot on the streets and I photograph and that I've gotten to know through Humans of New York. And so, yeah, that's something that's kind of cool for me. I always say that Humans of New York kind of turns New York into a small town for me just because, you know, I've had interactions. I've had conversations with about 10,000 people in this city. And so, you know, I, I'm constantly seeing people that I've interviewed. Now, do you feel like uh, – what would it mean to you if I said that you have made New York City a very small town through all these pictures? I think that's the truth. Oh, well, no, I, you know, I, I really appreciate that. And that's, you know, 
that's something that you know people have said, and 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 it's kind of you know one one of the uh, notes that I get a lot that I always really appreciate is that you know it causes it kind of humanizes you know New York. It causes people to kind of look at these strangers and these people walking by them and kind of imagine their stories and think you know they're going through a lot. You know, there's these people have struggles just like me. And it kind of, you know, it kind of makes you a little bit more tolerant and compassionate to the people around you, I hope. And now, so you're running around doing all these photos. Did you ever want to get a partner or was this, you sort of want to just keep this as your own, so to speak? Um, you know, I just, I've always been, you know, I've never, I've always been so energized that I, I, I haven't ever really felt the need to, um, just because, uh, yeah, you know, I'm out there every day and I've never had a, a tough time finding people and I've never had a tough time, you know, producing enough content for the blog. And finally, where do you see this page evolving to uh, down the road? I, I always say that I think the core of Humans of New York is telling intimate stories about strangers. And so any evolution that Humans of New York goes through, I think, will, will, will maintain that core. And so whether that's film, whether that, you know, some sort of mixed media, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's plenty of evolutions of Perhoney in the future, but it will always have that core, which is, you know, telling intimate stories about strangers on the street. And I think that's what Humans in New York is. And you sometimes even get candidates, like I saw the other day. Uh, you just get candidates yeah, people. every the... once in a while. If there's a great moment going on, I won't interrupt it by asking for a photo. I'll snap the candidates. Well, talking with Brandon Stanton of Humans of New York, and Brandon, thanks again for all you're doing for the city. I think it's really um, bringing us all together one by one. Thank you so much, Alex. Appreciate that. All right, that was Brandon Stanton. This is Covering the Bases. Yeah, I forgot. I had that brand as well during the decade, but now it's all kind of centralized under Keeping It Real with Alex Garrett. A couple more stories for you. This interview happened in 14... And a couple years later, the uh, we we see Brandon again on uh, in March of 2015, and he features so and so and myself on his page. Then he dedicated a whole page of his new book out, or his book in 2015 out, to my story, which is pretty cool. And I thank him again for that. And then my mom got to meet him, so there was that. Uh, in Barnes & Noble in October of 2015. So he's really, he's now ingratiated in the family. My mother cried when she met Brandon Stanton. That's how much of an impact he has made on my life. And a couple of things about the skate. Uh, I have lost it. I've had to go through many. I've had people, friends, neighbors, my girlfriend's father, Give me pairs of skates throughout the years. and uh, But I did lose a couple. And the one I remember very vividly was at Yankee Stadium. I, I kid you not. The new Yankee Stadium, I think it was the first year of this decade, 2010. I used to do all these sports reports from the stadium on my then Android, on my flip phone and sent it to my friends. I was so busy doing a report on the Yankees' win against Toronto, I think it was, that I left my skate at Yankee Stadium. Now, I don't know if any other people in New York City could say that, but on Keeping Real with Alexander Garrett, 
on the Sunday pod. I'm making that admission to you. Have a great final few hours of the last Sunday of 2019. And we will talk to you for the week. I've got a couple more thoughts on this decade, on this year, before we close it out. So I'll be with you soon. But, uh, yeah, five years ago, Humans of New York literally stopped me one day. And it pushed me to a level I never even thought I'd see. And it's, it's definitely helped me in my social life and in life in general. That moment uh, grew me up, if you will. So with that, I'm Alexander Garrett. Have a great night. And why don't I leave you with a little more Noah and the Whale. Years time we could be walking around a zoo with the sun shining down over me and you and there'll be love in the bodies of the elephants too and I'll put my hands over your eyes but you'll peek through and there'll be sun 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 all over our bodies and sun 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 all down the next and there'll be sun 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 all over our faces and sun 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 so what the heck, cause I'll be laughing at all of your silly little jokes And we'll be laughing about how we used to smoke all those stupid little cigarettes And drink stupid wine, cause it's what we needed to have a good time